Drinking beer and watching sports is pretty awesome. And one of the few things on par is drinking beer and playing video games. But dropping all that cash on games that end up collecting dust after you're done with them sucks. But there's no sense in trading in old games unless you really want 25 cents off your new one. There's a better way. Gamefly. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as older systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. And if you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low use price. There are never any due dates or late fees, and Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. And right now, Gamefly is offering fans of Craft Brood Sports a premium, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get that free trial started today, just go to GameflyOffer.com slash CraftBrewedSports. That's GameflyOffer.com slash CraftBrewedSports. Or just head on over to our website, CraftBrewedSports.com, and click the Gamefly link in the menu bar. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brood Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, CraftBrewedSports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. I am Mike with me as always is Scott. Sitting over here is Joe. This is Craft Brood Sports. Scott, you ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? I certainly am, sir. All right, good. Thank you for not... You pump up the, There you go. Thank oh, you. Okay. Right, cool. That's what you're waiting <laughs> I don't need to dance when you tell me I, to dance. Dude, I didn't realize that <laughs> was the strikeout that ended the game for Stanton's second... Oh, you mean his second golden shower of the season? Yes. Yes. I had no idea In that was... In the 12th was... inning, another Yankees loss against the Orioles. I knew that was like a... And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> 
I knew he was. Uh, I knew he had got five strikeouts, but I didn't realize that ended the game. That's fantastic. Yes, such a much better story that than than it just. Oh, he struck out five times again. No, that's why I wanted to use it as a draw. <laughs> I was and wondering why you were pushing so hard for that it. specific soundbite of. Oh man, how that's it went so down. good. Uh, well, thank you guys for tuning in. We got an awesome show. We're going to be talking some Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. Uh, we're going to touch on the Masters. We all are owed a shot uh, because none of us picked the correct winner. We're going to talk some NBA playoffs, maybe, a little bit, um, even though we already know how that one's going to end. Um, and uh, Warriors and six. Over to Cavs. <laughs> I, All love, right. I love how Basketball mad Joe about. gets when you say it. Every time you say it, he gets so mad. Uh, before we get too far into the show, though, I need to pay up on a punishment. Uh, tonight's punishment is brought to you by Yanni. Yanni finished ahead of me in the uh, the football pick uh, Should I read his email? Should we, should we yes, do that? Yes, because he did such a good job at crafting it. All right, Yanni sent this email. Um, I got to find it now. It was, um, all right, here we go. He said, yo, first off, apologies for the delay. After a long hiatus, I've been binge listening to podcasts the last week and finally got through February and March and realized Mike thought my punishment could be better. Well, thanks. I tried throwing you a softball because of how shitty your picks were, but you want something more serious, so here it goes. I'm going to list my top three in order, and if you don't like number one, go to number two. If you don't like number two, go to number three. If you don't like number three, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Number one, swim across the Ohio River. Number two, talk the entire show in third person. Every time you say I or me, you take a shot of Joe's choosing. Number three, do two Irish car bombs at the beginning of the show, same cup, back-to-back, and then drink your beers from that same unwashed glass the rest of the show. I really wanted you to do number one. (sighs) Dude, I would have died. It's a nice day out, though. There's no way I would have made it. A brisk swim? I would have... Drew put it best. I would have ended up in Georgia, because it would have (laughs) just... The river would have just washed me downstream. Mm. Uh, But yeah, so... We compromised because we do the show on Thursday nights now, so Yanni was gracious enough to let me only do one car bomb and then drink the show beers from that same disgusting car bomb glass. So I will be uh, starting off the show here with, uh, with car bomb. All right, and while you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and give the Motherfucker of the Week nominations. This week we've got Tristan Thompson, who uh, was fucking dirty this week when he uh, got busted cheating on his soon-to-be baby mama, who actually ended up giving birth today. How was how that, Mike? Was that good? I mean, car bombs are great. Yeah. I'm cool with those. Uh, you just ready for the curdled glass? Nope, not looking forward to All that right. part. There's the real punishment there. Is the, <laughs> now I have to drink good beer out of that. Curled. Ugh, that's anyway, hurt my stomach thinking about it. So choice number one is Tristan Thompson for cheating on Chloe, who just gave birth to uh, their child today and has got caught on camera banging a bunch of chicks and... Just he was getting his complete, dick rubbed in the club. Yeah, complete dirt ball. Uh, and then your other nominee is now former center, because I believe he declared for the NBA from Purdue. Yep. Uh, what is Isaac Haas. Isaac Haas. Uh, this dude apparently, allegedly, according to a uh, Purdue lawsuit. Student, yeah, there's a lawsuit uh, out there that this dude had chlamydia and herpes, herpes knowingly. Did not tell her and infected her, and so now she's suing. And here's where that case gets really weird. Uh, apparently, the Purdue, uh, the the medical uh, office at Purdue, the doctor's office at Purdue, keeps all that shit off the records. Like, not that, oh yeah, we treated him for it. They don't even put down what they treated the oh, wow. the athletes for. They just give them the medicine and go. Mm. So if you have the symptoms for it, 
they give you the medicine and send you on your way. So there's not an actual diagnosis where wow. then he could say, I don't know. I don't, I've never been, uh, I've never, never been had it tested. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Wow. How would I know? And the, the reason why this story gets even weirder, his ex-girlfriend sent a message to the girl that's suing him and said, yeah, he's done this before. He knows that he's got it. And he's lied <laughs> to people before about this. Uh, and then, then there's more. The girl texts back to, uh, she files this lawsuit and the ex-girlfriend says, I didn't want my name in this lawsuit. I was fucking around anyways. I was just messing with you. I don't, I don't, I have no idea. Good you, God. So now they think that there's this whole cover up where the athletic department got to this ex-girlfriend and told her to recant. Jesus and it is man. a fucked up story. All right. So there you have it. Your nominees for motherfucker <laughs> of the week, Tristan Thompson for Fucking dirty, or well, no, he's dirty fucking. Yeah, he's, and no, he's fucking dirty. Yeah, he's fucking dirty. Wait, is he? What is the? What's the best way to put this? We put this on the. I don't know how we put it on the poll, but I can't remember. I had it all in my head straight, and now I'm confusing myself. I'm too white for this. Yeah, no, 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 no. Tristan Thompson <laughs> is dirty fucking, and uh, Haas is fucking dirty. So, all right, yeah. there's your there's your choices. Get your votes in. We'll reveal the uh, the winner. At, oh God, dude. I just looked at this beer and it is gross. Ooh, it's got that head on it already. It that's looks not like head from the beer. It looks like there's the uh, drywall shavings in there. Yeah. Ugh, I made I made the ridiculous decision a couple weeks back. We got this when we were in Mexico for the honeymoon. We got this cafe, really good vodka, and it basically just tastes like, or not vodka, rather, it's uh, tequila. No, oh, yeah, and it tastes nothing like tequila. It's just this cafe thing, and I thought it would be a good idea to to pour some into my coffee beer. I'm like, oh, it'll be like having cream and beer, and then forgot. Oh wait, that's right. It's got the cream in it. It's gonna curdle. I sat there and drank those chunks because I didn't want to waste the beer or the shot. It was it was like I was chewing. It was <laughs> well, that's what I just I just got my first uh, bite of this beer. Let's talk about the beer that we got going on tonight. Tonight, another beer from Tavor. Uh, this one is from Straight to Ale, which is a brewery out of Huntsville, Alabama. This one is called Stout at the Devil. It's a 7.25% ABV. They pitched this one to us basically as being like a super caramel frappuccino. I tried to say it yeah. the right way. And I couldn't. <laughs> caramel. Yeah. I can't say it. I can't say that word. Super caramel. Caramel. No. Uh, it's a, so they say it's a, it's a lot of caramel flavors, a lot of coffee flavors in this. Um, the fact and, that you have to stop and think about it means you're no, wrong. No, it's because it's in my head now. No, because it's, you're wrong if you have to stop and think about it. I naturally just say caramel because that's how you say the word, but go ahead. Continue. No, it's in my head. You got, you're okay, all in my sure. head now. Right. Um, anyway, so they, they basically pitch this to you as a, uh, a frappuccino that you can get from Starbucks, but it gets you drunk. Uh, the ratings on it are fantastic. It's got a, a four cap rating on untapped, 90 rating on, uh, on rate beer, so just a, a a really solid rated beer. Um, first taste minus the floating Bailey's in there. It's really good. Like it's a strong coffee flavor to that strong coffee. And I can taste the hints of caramel that aren't overpowering either. Um, it damn good. We've had some really good coffee stouts on this show. We're no stranger to coffee flavored beer, but as long as this one doesn't get old, I, I, this is damn good. I'm I'm really disappointed that I'm not going to have a chance to uh, to really get a true tasting on this one, just because of the disgusting Aww. leftover 
Uh, I should have picked a, a shittier beer <laughs> for tonight. I thought that was the plan. <laughs> oh, okay. So I also got to be, be honest, working like four hours. Looking so at this that. beer, looking at the can on this beer, I I judged it. And on top of that, Huntsville, Alabama doesn't really scream craft beer scene. Well, what's when funny I think is, craft beer, I don't think SEC country. No. Well, what's also funny is when you went upstairs for a minute before the show started, Joe and I were sitting and talking about it, and I remembered the can. But I was like, why did we buy this beer? It just says it's an oatmeal coffee stout, or an oatmeal stout with coffee. It doesn't sound like anything we would just buy. And he's like, oh no, it's salted caramel you know, yeah. frappuccino coffee beer. I'm like, right. oh, okay, that's, that, yeah. that's, that's what got exactly us. Why. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what got us the description. Because it ain't on the can anywhere. So if no, you just saw this a... can sitting there, you're just like, oh, it's just an oatmeal stout, coffee flavor, I d- It doesn't even like call out oatmeal stout. No. I mean, it's, it's low, it's small in the print, but like looking at it, I'd be like, Oh, this is a stout. Yeah, Meh. there's nothing. Yeah, there's Meh. nothing distinguishing this away from any other beer. Just oh, it's got a devil on it. And it's a stout. Okay, cool, man. I would move right past this at the store. With well no done, Alabama. That's yeah. yeah. They need to. But if you look at some of the beers that they produce, a lot of their cans do look the same way. Sorry, that was a little bit of a car bomb coming back up there. <laughs> um, a lot of the cans do kind of fall in the same. Like they're. Artistry is all the same, which I do like. I like when breweries have like a consistency in their right and their sure. marketing and their packaging. Uh, but it just, I wouldn't. Have, yeah, you're 100 percent right. If you see this on the shelf, I'd be like, meh. I'll you find something you else. either need to have a really descriptive name that gives away what it is, or you need to have one of those descriptions somewhere on your can right. or bottle or whatever, just so you know. I yeah, because it's got to sell itself. And if you're just looking at it, it's like, all right. I mean, there's there's nothing really selling this beer. The taste is selling it, though, right now, so we'll, see, sure. if, uh, we'll We're see if selling it stays the shit that way. <laughs> we'll see if it stays that way. Uh, make sure you guys share the show, by the way, as we get uh, into Upper Deck here. Uh, share the show. If we hit uh, 20 shares tonight, we'll go ahead and do a shot of Bailey's and get that Bailey's dick going. And uh, let's face it, if I've already done a car bomb and I have to drink the show beers, get me super drunk. Like, make it to where I have to call off work tomorrow. <laughs> let's, let's share the show and get me wasted. Uh, let's get into Upper Deck, Scott. Alrighty, Craft Root Sports and Upper Deck is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets, locally owned in Columbus, Ohio, by Scott and Matt, a couple of guys who are sports fans just like you and me. Minuteman does things the right way. No trying to order tickets from a robot or paying ridiculously high fees. If you call them up, you're going to talk to a real person and avoid all of those fees that the other other guys charge. And Minuteman will even sell your tickets for you. So check them out at MinutemanTickets.com or give them a call at 614-943-3000. That's 614-943-3000. 3,000 for all of your sports, concert, or theater needs. Uh, so join Mike. Um, yes, sir. I had no idea this week that uh, Cutter, and the country, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the not big... The, f- not the emo kid. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Too soon. Um, and uh, the big three league were beefing. I had no idea. Either. Like, specifically That's Ice so Cube weird. and the Cutter royal family were beefing. Um, they are... Um, so course. much, so much, so in fact, because I mean, Sounds yeah, normal. Why not? Why wouldn't you a, a random league that just formed a year ago be beefing with an entire country? Yeah, and I, I mean, family. it sounds legit. Yeah, yeah. makes total sense. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Ice Cube this week took out a full page ad in the New York Times saying, "Quote: Hey, President Trump, when you meet today with Putin's new friend, the Emir of Qatar, please tell him that uh, not to threaten any big three and American athletes." End quote. Uh, now, apparently, what? this all stems from the fact that Ice Cube says he and his partner, Jeff 
something or another, some some Jewish <laughs> last name. It's got a Z at the end of it. Uh, received death threats after they screwed the league out of millions and made threats to the league. Um, the league even has a $1.2 billion lawsuit filed against Cutter um, with investors pending, but uh, they're not sure uh, how this is one's going to shake out. Because, I mean, usually when you take out a full-page ad and threaten somebody... You mean business. Um, but yeah, there you guys go. I, I don't know if I would do that against a, a, a country that might blow you up. If, Dude, it's that's such and a weird story. And if they are story. legit making threats, as Ice Cube claims, would would you, you know, rush to provoke them? What types of, what, like, what are the threats that are being made? Uh, Ice Cube just said that they basically, after they pulled out their money and you know, the big three was kind of pissy with them, they were basically just like, hey, watch your backs and your players' backs. Jesus, man. Yeah. So because of this, this is why they had to fire their GM and Clyde came in as the GM because he, Ice Cube obviously fired this guy for embezzling and doing stuff with guitar. And then uh, that is now why Clyde isn't the new GM. What was that country the- name, Joe? What was that? Cutter. <laughs> I, 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 to, to, to Joe's credit, said, I, I, I said I called it Cutter and I called it right. And then I messed it up in the read and, and called it Qatar because that's American. I just like how like, Joe didn't even come back to the mic. He was like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> well, and you, you said uh, Clyde's GM, but isn't he now the league commissioner? That's the role that he took up with the league was G- yeah. commissioner, right? Okay, I, I just want to make sure I had that right. It was like he moved right. from being a head coach to the commissioner chair, and so now he's – but he signed off on this too. Like he's fully on board with the fact that – uh, he and I think his name was on part of the ad or whatever with Ice Cube, so he's like, you know, commissioner seal of approval on this <laughs> full page ad. Saying, so weird, man. Go fuck yourself, Gutter. So weird, really uh, weird. I'll be interested to see how this goes. Out. I mean, if, if they respond or if they just kind of leave it, or maybe they go through back channels and tell him to watch his back again. Or, <laughs> They're know. gonna take out a full page ad in the New York Times. Watch your back. That's gonna be it. And then everybody in New York is gonna be like, "What the fuck is this about?" It's not gonna be addressed. To? It's not gonna be addressed to anybody. It's not gonna be signs. Just gonna say, "Watch your back." Whole city on alert. <laughs> all right, uh, moving on. We all know that uh, Conor McGregor wants to tear Khabib's head off, uh, or at the very least, smash him with a dolly. Uh, and while McGregor may end up getting his chance at Khabib inside the octagon, rapper Action Bronson. Wants them to have, uh, they don't want to, he doesn't want them to wait that long. That's what the story is supposed to say that I didn't type up correctly. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, Action Bronson told TMZ that he wanted to facilitate the fight between McGregor and Khabib. And he wanted to do it as a block party in his neighborhood. Because why not? Yeah, well, he told TMZ, quote, tell him to meet on Jamaica Avenue, 165th, on Coliseum Block. I'll be right there waiting. I'm going to get fucking Jamaican patties ready for everyone. All right. What? Thanks, Action Bronson. What is, first of all, and maybe this is just my whiteness showing, what's a Jamaican patty? I don't know. Okay, all you right. You said that, and I'm like, what the hell is a Jamaican patty? I have no idea what he's talking about. Apparently, Action Bronson Apparently, Action Bronson is like a big, like, he likes to cook. He's a, he's a foodie. Oh, I thought you meant cook. I thought it was like, Beth? Well, probably. And have you seen the dude? Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, meth? Didn't Action Bronson once rap from a porta potty? Sure. At, uh, I, I think he. Know. I think he took a microphone off stage and rapped from a porta potty. So a Jamaican patty is yes. basically a uh, empanada, a meat pocket. Oh. Well, why doesn't he say that? Why? Why doesn't he say empanada instead of saying Jamaican patty? Or he should have went hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd understood that. What? Did, no? Okay, cool. But let's let's take a step back. What if this actually happened? Because McGregor seems crazy enough that he'd be like, all right, fine. Let's oh, no, do I'd it. I'd be totally down and for Khabib, it. After the whole thing, when Dana White uh, tweeted out the footage of the uh, the incident, uh, Khabib had said in that interview, he's like, why does he come like this? Like, just name a time and place. Doesn't even have to be the octagon. Just name a time and place. So wouldn't that be amazing if that's really how they, they just settled this? Up. Just they called Action Bronson. <laughs> they were like, hey, man. Get them Jamaican patties ready. We coming. We're coming to 165th, the Coliseum block. <laughs> uh, weird. In a in a week of weirdness for UFC, this this just added another <laughs> layer weird. to it for no real good reason. Action Bronson's like, I need to get in this. I gotta get Action Bronson's like, this. yeah, people need to know who I am. <laughs> I'm a- they'll they'll talk about me on some fucking Seldom listen hey, to podcasts. I tried to do it. I, I hashtagged Conor McGregor uh, when we posted the show. So I tried to get us. Like, I wanted people to be like, I'm just going to search Conor McGregor. Speaking hey, of which, you know this? what we've been slacking on? Tweeting at uh, Adams. Mm. We have not. Steven, Steven Adams, Adams has hasn't been. all of our yeah. show. We have no idea. He might come on the show. Well. We won't find out for two years, but we've, we've yeah. been slipping. Yeah. It was three years. No, oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Three years. Well, cool. Got my facts straight. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Uh, anybody seen Meet the Parents? Anybody? You? Yeah. Fucker? Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah everybody, <laughs> most people. Uh, well, it's clear that Green Bay Packers wide receiver uh, Trevor Davis has it. On Sunday, Davis decided to go full Greg <laughs> Fokker. Made light of the fact that he had explosive materials in an airport. Uh, before checking in for his flight at LAX, Davis was asked the usual about if he was carrying any prohibited anything prohibited on flights. And without saying the usual no, like most intelligent people, Davis thought it would be funny to turn to his girlfriend and jokingly ask, quote, Did you remember to pack the explosives? For his troubles, wow. Davis was promptly arrested for making criminal threats. Wow. That's some uh, dumb shit, I mean, man. Not only did it happen to Greg Fokker, it happened to Olden Smith a few years ago where he made, he got arrested for the bomb threats, where he made the joke about having a bomb, so missed that one, missed Meet the Parents. I, don't go to the airport and make jokes about having bombs. I know it seems funny. Get them all out before <laughs> you get up to the counter and they ask you, hey, are you carrying any explosives or any other illegal things that we don't allow on planes? That is not the time to joke. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. It's super dumb. Super dumb to do that. I don't I mean, there's just no defense. Like it can't even be like even saying I was just kidding. Like at this point well, you mean, can't even make that's what I'm saying. I can't mean, even We're all about the jokes. Like it's funny, ha ha ha. I it's mean It's not even know. funny. No no no, I mean it's, it's a it's a shitty joke. It's it is, but I'm saying it's funny like on the way to the airport or whatever, just amongst you and I had to turn to shit and be like, oh, oh, oh man, I forgot to do the bombs and before like but once you get up there and the officials are asking you the question, no, not the tab. Don't joke. No way. What are you two Are miming? you serious? Uh yes, we are now at the what? 24 share mark. Are you serious? This is bullshit. How many just shares do we need serious? to get a shot? 25? Uh, you said 20. I said at the 20 beginning. at the beginning. Oh, you stupid mother. I, I oh, didn't okay. Think we were I guess we're going to take a shot in the middle of upper deck. Who shared 20 times? Because I don't think, uh, I mean, it's clear. Hey, not, we're not complaining. Now. We love clearly you. Not working. Tyson, did you share this show 20 times? <laughs> That's, that had to be what happened. All right. Uh, pour me a shot uh, while I read this next story. How about that? Yeah. Um, 
So nobody in the U.S. really cares about the World Cup this year since the U.S. uh, completely shit the bed, didn't even qualify. But that doesn't mean it isn't serious business in other places. Uh, In particular... The rest of the world? Yeah, well, (laughs) and in particular, uh, host country Russia is super pumped about the World Cup. Uh, I got you, Joe. I saw you. Oh, my bad. And Mother (laughs) Russia, we know get expelled Uh, from World Cup like Olympics. Yeah, so they're super super jacked. uh, And um, apparently they're ready to make their presence felt. So there was a documentary that came out this week that follows the Oral Butchers, which is a group of Russian <laughs> Oral. <laughs> Go ahead. Is a group of Russian hooligans that follows some third-rate team in Russia. Uh, but these guys are getting fucking jacked up for the World Cup. They are pumped. Uh, the butchers mentioned that they are dead set on starting a war with English fans, <laughs> saying, "Quote: If you're there, you should calculate getting your ass kicked." <laughs> End you quote. should calculate it? Yeah, I feel like there's some type of lost in translation thing that there. That seems like a uh, weird thing to say. <laughs> I calculate that you're going down tonight. I mean, it's Russian soccer hooligans, so yeah, that, that's probably about right. Um, so the hooligans have been recruit. They've been recruiting new members. Uh, they've been going out into the woods for fight clubs. Like, these dudes <laughs> are ready to go. Oral. Uh, <laughs> so let me ask you if you're a fan of england's soccer team how afraid are you to go to russia now because it's already not very because those english soccer hooligans are psychotic too so you know they're always ready to throw down anyway if you're an english soccer hooligan you're probably not afraid but if you're just a normal fan oh just a normal english fan like like, hey hey, i'm uh, just here to see my first world cup me and my wife are gonna take a holiday to russia and (laughs) see the world cup and hopefully not run into those oral guys or whatever imagine just walking around just wearing some type of Something that I'm shows wearing all you black, support. All Eng- black. I'm not wearing English shit. Soccer team, and you just get jacked from behind. Somebody's like, "You want this scarf? Nope, I ain't touching your fucking scarf, man. I'm not <laughs> at the game. I'm gonna sit there, and uh, when when England scores a goal, I'm gonna look around and see if anybody else around me is uh, wearing a mask or fucking they've got brass knuckles or something, and then I may politely golf clap. clap. Yeah, but other than that, I'm just gonna sit there and just take in the sights. Uh, the oral yeah. butchers. Cheers to those bass. Oh, you already did it. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, I, you know things are. Happening. Thank you guys for the shares. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little bit left in the bottom of the glass. All right, that's fair. Uh, so there's all sorts of ways to eat ice cream. You know, you can do it on a coal <laughs> cone from a bowl uh, with a spoon. <laughs> Out of a novelty helmet uh, at the ballpark. That's the best way. Right. Ice it tastes, cream tastes ice best. Ca- tastes completely different, right? Uh, but nope. Philly's new general manager, former player Gabe Kapler, uh, he's a weird fuck. He chooses none of those routes. And a profile done by Tom Verducci on Sports Illustrated. Uh, Verducci brings up a story from a former player from Kapler uh, saying that Kapler is addicted to ice cream but also to staying in shape and that he once witnessed Kapler eating ice cream by licking it off the cone but spitting it into a cup. The player told him, quote, what? Dude, that's like Unabomber-type stuff. That's so and messed up. So and what's funny is, up. before I read this story, I knew about Gabe Kapler having this extreme workout regimen. A, a few years ago, I read something. I think it was in, like, Men's Fitness or something. He was just talking about, like, his workout. And it's, like, super strict, super crazy or whatever. But it didn't mention anything like this. Okay, whatever. And then you find this out, and I'm like, wait a minute. A dude that works out that even, like, bothers with ice cream? And if you're going to go that route, why? 
But it gets weirder because Kapler says that it never actually happened in the locker room. That guy never actually witnessed it. He said, but the way that he eats ice cream is true. In fact, not only is it true, but much worse of a story. Kapler says, quote, it happened with my girlfriend at the time who became my wife, who's now my ex-wife. We were walking together and I was on a very strict chicken breast and beans diet and she was eating an ice cream cone. And I was like, that looks amazing. I took a bite of it and spit it, spit it out because I wanted the flavor, but didn't want to go off track. That story got told to somebody else and it became their story. And they, they say that they saw it happen. End quote. Uh, Dude. so Dude. which is worse? The, the, the version of seeing your coach in the locker room doing something weird like that? Or Kapler willing admitting that, hey, you know, uh, my ex-wife now, probably because I have weird fucking habits like this, <laughs> uh, you know, once witnessed me do this, and in fact, yeah, it was her ice cream cone. But would you marry somebody after they did that? Like, hey. No. I, I mean. No, we would have issues. Like, that, that'd be a... a that that ended. That's a yeah. deal breaker. The, the, at the end of the night, I've been like deleting the contact. I, <laughs> she just licked my ice cream cone and then spat it out because she really wants to stay in shape. Well, you really, I mean, at that point, yeah, you definitely never talk to her again because right. she's spitting and not swallowing. Absolutely. Moving on. <laughs> Yanni's in the show. Yanni chimed in in the, the Facebook chat, said, uh, you doing Yanni's punishment tonight? Sure am, man. You missed the uh, the car bomb to start the show, but I am drinking the show beer out of this disgusting glass <laughs> with just chunks of Curdle Bailey's floating in it. So thank you, Yanni, for, for that, man. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get into this last story from Upper Deck. Bruce Irvin plays for the uh, the Raiders. He is apparently dead set on murdering now Broncos punter, former Raiders punter, Marquette King. Uh, so the story goes back to the Pro Bowl. Apparently at the Pro Bowl, Marquette King posed for a picture that went on Instagram where his press c- credentials were around his neck and Akib Talib Kweli was pulling on the... Uh, who used to play for the Broncos, but who now <laughs> plays for the Rams. Right, yeah. Uh, he was pulling on the press c- credentials a la snatching the chain from Michael Crabtree. Right. Uh, so it was, a, you know, like a fun, playful, haha, this is a thing that happened. Um, apparently the Raiders did not take too kindly to this post, uh, Bruce Irvin in particular. So Irvin this week asked coaches if he could go on the punt return team. Wants he's, to be a gunner. He's never been on the punt return team. He wants to go and play special teams just when they play Denver. And the whole reason is he wants to destroy Marquette King. And his tweet said, uh, got permission to play on the punt return team, and I got fine money. Which clearly shows that he is just openly just going to run at Marquette King and destroy him. I don't. I mean, I don't think it ever happens. I don't think he's going to do anything. I don't think they're actually going to let him on the the gun team. I think he's just BSing. But now I really want to watch the Raiders Broncos at least until the Broncos punt the first time. Yeah. After the first Broncos punt, if nothing happens, I'm going to be like, okay, this is stupid. I'll never watch this again. But I feel like that should be one of the red zone things. Very first. All right, we're cutting to the Raiders Broncos <laughs> game where um, they're punting. The but Broncos hold on, let us give you the backstory real quick. We otherwise would only be showing a team if they were in the red zone, but we've got a developing situation here. That would be worthwhile. Like that would be the only way I probably actively tune in. As if I was watching that, yeah. episode, I'm like, oh shit! All right, this is about to happen. Let's see how this. <laughs> let's see how this goes down. Otherwise, no, I don't care. 
I'll wait I would see highlights after if he gets jacked. I up. would love to see it though if Irvin does if it if he does come through with it and then just destroys King for it. First of all, I I like King. I think it's kind of oh, funny King to is see. Awesome. Like he's got he's, a really funny personality. He reminds me of Pat McAfee, of like a punter yeah. who doesn't take shit seriously. Like yeah. he realizes he's a punter. He realizes he's got the cushiest job in the NFL. Well, and so basically just, the reason that he got cut from the Raiders, yeah, they'll, they'll tell you there was financial reasons, but more or less Gruden just coming in was like, ah, I don't like this dude. He's got too much of a personality. Get him out of here. <laughs> and that was that. Like, I mean, they saved a little bit of money or whatever, and they, they'll argue all day that that was the reasoning, but yeah. he's one of the best punters in the NFL, So, and they could have afforded to keep him easily. Right. But, you know. Well, there you go. No fun, uh, league. Watch you out. got a personality. Get the fuck out. Watch out for that game. Broncos, Raiders, uh, whenever that happens. Maybe Irvin will kill King. Only Maybe for not. the punting, though. We'll Who see. cares yeah. about the Raiders? Right. Game. Uh, this has been uh, Upper Deck brought to you, as always, by Minuteman Tickets. Make sure you guys check them out. Um, I guess we should do uh, another set of shares if you guys share the show. 50. 50? We're going to go 50? Yeah, I was going to go 40, but okay, no, 50. If we get 50, we'll do another shot of We got to 20 of, uh, so easily we'll that do another I shot of Bailey's. get to 50. Um, all right, well, if we get to 50 shares, we'll do another shot of Bailey's. Yanni also um, says if he didn't see it, you didn't do it, so there's that. The, uh, the evidence is in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I didn't see him do it either. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Check the fucking tape, man. Oh, it's shit. on tape. Damn it, there's tape. <laughs> Yeah, well, we can't rewind. Well, you know what? Let's just uh, let's all get ready to do a shot, anyways, because the Masters uh, ended on oh, Sunday, right. and none of us picked the winner right. Uh, Joe was some forced, random fucking guy showed up. And Joe won. was forced into picking Tiger Woods because he was all about Tiger Woods, and then yeah, we held him against the, the first. Yeah, since the first uh, round was done, he tried to back out of it when he realized Tiger was hot garbage. Uh, like we tried to tell him for a long time, and he didn't listen. Uh, so he he lost. I went with Rory McIlroy. Who did I have? Spieth? Uh, you picked... You were Dustin Johnson. Dustin, Dustin Johnson, Johnson, that's right. Uh, and Dustin Johnson, he made a run for a little bit there. Like, at first... So he was out of it after the first day. I was like, yeah. No, I never thought. I I saw the first day and thought, all right, well, screw it. I'm losing that bet. Whatever. But he made a run, uh, and I thought Johnson had a chance to to come back and and get in contention, and then he just fell off. Yeah. But as Rory McIlroy was in the final pairing on (laughs) Sunday, I was like, I can't wait to fucking rub it in their faces. But then you remembered who you are and your curse, and then he went full Rory. Nothing you ever pick wins. And Rory, Rory McIlroy on. Sundays at the Masters is never a good bet. You and are the kiss of death. I really am. I'm a jinx and a half. Uh, so sorry, Tampa Bay Lightning, because uh, you, you're out too in the, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, but this is, since we all lost, uh, cheers, fellas. Here's to Wait, sucking. The Lightning? I thought, was that it? Yeah, I took Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, they're fucked. <laughs> all right. Um, what, did you watch any of the Masters? I followed followed the first day on Twitter. It was a good Sunday. Jordan Spieth was unreal on Sunday. I thought that dude was going to win it, and it was going to be the best round in Masters history, but then he didn't, and it was like, oh, okay. Tiger finished 69. (laughs) No, he finished. No, he shot a 69. He finished 40th, but whatever. Same difference. Here's a stat for you. No player has ever scored in the 60s four days in a row at the Masters. That's a crazy stat. Really? Yeah. Nobody oh. has ever, and they say it's number one. Uh, either you choke the lead on Sunday, or you're playing too conservative to keep your lead, and you're just trying to shoot even par. Huh. So nobody has scored in the 60s four days in a row. Hmm. 
So if you ever want to place a bet in Vegas, that's the one that you want to bet on. Nobody scoring 60 four days in a row. Do you think they even have that bet? I'm sure they do. It's Vegas. All right, that was pretty specific, though. <laughs> no one will shoot 60 four days in a row. I, mean, I know they get specific with their bets, but that seems like a weird one, weird prop to just throw out there. Uh, but Patrick Reed did end up winning. Patrick Reed, uh, also known as Captain America, he uh, is well-known from the Ryder Cup team. Uh, he's also well-known as a complete douchebag and asshole on the course. And he's one of my new favorite golfers. Makes me like him a lot. Uh, he, he has been accused of cheating when he was at Georgia, which who among us has not kicked a ball out from the rough and just been like, nope, that's where it was. I haven't. Because I never played golf, but I would if I did. All right. So there's yep. <laughs> unconfirming that I would indeed cheat, but you know I just haven't. Uh, so Reed is your winner. Great. Cool. 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 <laughs> All right. Golf. Uh, so wait. Uh, real, real quick question for Joe. So is Tiger still back, or is he? Are we backpedaling mm. off of him being back? No, he's still back. Oh, okay. He's cool. back. Really? What makes you think the Tiger's back after that showing at the Masters? Because he actually played a full tournament there. He didn't bitch he didn't out. Miss the cut. He didn't miss the cut. He made the cut. He didn't bitch out saying that he was hurt and he was sore and tired. He actually played the whole course. Tied for 40th, right? Is that his, his final standings? Okay, yeah. He's back. He's not back. He's not really? back. That's not what that means. I do like Wait. that uh, Lou the dog was also very he totally backed off. About, yeah, yeah, he backed off. It, of his we've got back. two different definitions of back. Yeah, define it. Webster's dictionary defines back <laughs> as the the part of your body that's behind the front. That's and, what I meant. And Tiger had a fusion on his back, yes. so he is back. Tiger has that. a back, and it is in one piece. Therefore, he is back. <laughs> Speaking of that, the drunk line's open. 44037-DRUNK. I'm sure Lou the Dog, if he's listening, will call in now that we're talking smack about him. Um, but yeah, there you go. Masters was it was, a, it was a fun watch. It was a thing that happened. I enjoyed, No, I really enjoyed it. It was a good tournament. And here's the other thing. I will say this uh, in defense of those that are saying Tiger is back. You're dumb. The, no, the, oh, ratings, the ratings were unreal. And the reason why the ratings were unreal because Tiger is all because there. of Tiger. Because Tiger played four rounds, and they showed they showed more shots of Tiger on Sunday than they showed of almost everybody else that was ahead of him. Well, of course. The only person that, that had more shots shown than Tiger was Patrick Reed. He's the only one that people come to watch. But I feel like there's this thing where people watch Tiger because they hate him. Like, it's not all just no, people go to, to watch him. I used to. I think people, watch people are to, rooting for him. It's he does come, have a weird it's thing. It's come but, yeah. full circle. There was a time when people were rooting against him. But now, like, they started out rooting for him. And then, you know, you become the villain after things. And, you know, after all this, this stuff happened with his wife and stuff, See? he became the villain for a little bit. And then once he had that fall from grace and things really got shitty, I think now it's coming back the opposite way. And now people are really rooting for him. And that's why they're watching. See, I don't think that's the case. I feel like there were a lot of people that hated him from the start. The old white guys, yeah, the old white guys did not like seeing this young black dude taking over golf. So they, well, yeah, they I mean, cheered. racist going racist. This. I mean, that, they, but they, yeah, I'm not counting them. I'm talking your average. Oh, golf you're talking fan. about the guy who like just was like, oh, I can watch golf. That's weird. Okay, yeah. oh, hey, who's this guy? Yeah, he yeah. fist bumps. That's cool. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you're racist. No, they they've always heard. But I feel Tiger. like golf they don't fans. Care what he does, I feel like golf fans. There was it was like split. There was some people who. It, it, there was no middle ground with Tiger. There was no like, eh, he's Tiger. It was either 
They loved him or they hated him. There was nobody in between. My wife says she loves Tiger. I, I mean, a lot of people do. I do. I love Tiger. I'm ambivalent. I just, I'm like, whatever. Really? Yeah, I, I just Tiger. don't. I really want him I'm to jaded, be back. Though. I'm jaded. And here's why. When I was 10 years old, we went to the Firestone. We went to the WGC uh, Open in Akron. Mm-hmm. And all I wanted was a Tiger autograph. He didn't give me one. So I said, screw him. I don't like this guy. You know who did give me an autograph? Fred Couples. Boom, boom, baby. My favorite golfer. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a good story. Moving on. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Thank you. That was an interesting story. Uh, uh, let's see. Scott says, I was getting annoyed during the early rounds when they weren't showing guys in the top five, but were showing Tiger and Phil who weren't close. I feel like that's why a lot of people didn't like Tiger on his way up because he did get all of the attention. Tiger yeah, but got on his all way the... on his way up, he deserved it. I, I understand people being he mad did. now, You're right? But I mean, again, CBS. But it was just, every week, even when they're just hoping to God. Even when Tiger was at his peak, there were still tournaments where he wasn't in contention, and yeah. they still showed him every shot. Like you watched, if you watched golf when Tiger was coming up, you saw Tiger's entire round. They showed every shot, and now, and now, like. They're trying to split it a little bit better. They're trying to hide. Yeah, because they know that he's not back. Right. So they're like, well, we'll show most of it, and then uh, I guess we got to show the other guys who are actually winning the tournament. Uh, but then they're like, hey, Phil, too. Don't forget about Phil. <laughs> Even though he also isn't winning shit. We're talking right. way too much about golf. This is just one more. Okay. Mainly okay, because of why Tiger was shown is because the Masters rules. You're not allowed to simulcast anything from the Masters right. on anything. Right. So a lot of the time, since he was so far back, he was playing in the morning, and he was really the only notable pairing person playing in the morning, so that's why they showed him. And then once you can get the full coverage, then they picked him up at the end. No, but that's not, that's not the case on Sunday. On Sunday, it, I mean, Tiger teed off first thing in the morning, and coverage didn't start until 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and they still showed every single... Tiger was done, and they were like, here's what Tiger did on 16. People are like... Ugh. He's done. <laughs> I already know what he did on 16. I saw this already. Um, anyways, uh, so this happened this week. Uh, Eric Reed interviewed with the Bengals, and uh, Mike Brown asked him if he was going to stop kneeling. He which threw that story out there. No, no context. No context. Just throwing that out there. I'm just moving right into it. Former 49ers safety <laughs> Eric Reed. Current free agent. I feel like everybody knows who Eric Reed is at this point. Really? Yes, because he's gotten all of this publicity because of the kneeling See, controversy. I still feel like even as a fan of the 49ers, and having watched Eric Reed's whole NFL career, I still feel. Don't you don't feel like think most so? I feel know like is. everybody maybe within the last couple days, but I'm saying prior to that, I don't really think. No, because he came out. Eric Reed had to come out no, and I say, know that. "Listen, I'm not going to do it this year. Please sign me." Right? No, but I still just don't feel like the average. NFL NFL fan would be you like, don't Wait, think who? so? No. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, you guys chime in on that one and let us know whether or not you know who Eric Reed is. Uh, without Especially us. the way Mike introduced him. Just, hey, Eric Reed did this thing. What? Who? <laughs> yeah. Fine. Okay. You do the story then, man. You do it. Oh, well, I came to Cincinnati and uh, <laughs> Mike Brown basically asked him, hey, you going to kneel? And he didn't really give an answer. And He uh, said he was taken aback by the question. Which which is kind of weird because I that's a very strange have, uh, would have expected the question. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have 
answered it in the way he did, I guess, or didn't answer it. I don't know. Right. But to be shocked by it, that's a little weird. Yeah, to to be confused that he would ask. Like, of course. But either way, they... old stodgy Mike Brown basically <laughs> didn't get the answer he was looking for and was like, all right, thanks, but no thanks. And it's uh, Mike Brown also said the other thing that came that kind of got buried in this story is the fact that Mike Brown told Eric Reed like, we're going to put stuff in place where players aren't allowed yeah. to kneel. Like, that's it's going to be a Bengals... Uh, rule that you're not allowed to deal, and we're gonna go. We're gonna dive headfirst into this old racist white man thing. And <laughs> are you cool with it? <laughs> and Eric Green was like, "I'm confused by this question." <laughs> now that if that was the way he asked question, then I totally get his confusion. Wait, is it 2018? Are we allowed to dive headfirst into old racist white shit? <laughs> Ah, but actually, Eric Reed, why, why, yes, we are. <laughs> and then, ironically, this week, also happening, uh, and this just broke today, uh, the Seattle Seahawks were going to do a workout with Colin Kaepernick. But up, but but up, but Cap. Uh, and Kaepernick, they, uh, he said that he was going to, if he got signed, he would continue to kneel for the national anthems. Oh, I see. I thought he said that he didn't give an answer. He did the same thing Eric Reed did. He, he couldn't, he, he's he basically. I don't know if I will or not. Like The tweet that I saw said that he would continue to do it, so I don't know. Maybe you're okay. right. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I saw, I also heard that he, he had said he, he didn't what, commit one way or another. Whatever like, the case is, whatever, answered. however it was answered, the Seahawks canceled his workout. Which is weird, considering they worked him out last year and then passed on signing him, because, you know, well, he just wasn't a right fit or <laughs> stuff and reasons. And this time they're like, hey, we'll do another workout, but are you going to kneel? Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, fuck you. Never mind. Right. right. We'll just flat out just. Well, we won't even pretend this time that it's about that. We'll just come out and say, oh, fuck it. You don't know if you're gonna kneel. We don't want to sign you. Cool. Jesus. I think it's kind of it's kind of crazy, man, that we're at a point where these guys have to like. That's a question that comes up. It's like, hey, are you gonna? It's the world we live in. I guess. And, and, I don't know. So we talked about it before, that dude that was asked, you know, what would you do if I punch you in the face? It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't question. Because they can hold it against you. If you're like, no, I'm not going to kneel, they're going to be like, oh, so you don't stick to your convictions. Good to know. And then if you say, yeah, I'm going to kneel, they're like, well, we don't want the distraction. Well, not only that, I mean, then even if, like, say Eric Reed was like, yeah, you know what? I've decided I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do this other thing. And then five minutes later, they're like, well, we still just don't want to sign you. Then you're kind of like asked out, right? Yeah. yeah. And and then also, you. I mean, do they write that into the contract? Well, or do I mean, could yeah, that's true. If, What's the if they sign if he signs a contract? If the if Mike Brown was like, oh, okay, cool, you're not going to do it. All right, got your word. Cool. If it's not in there, and then you know he does it, and I mean, Mike Brown can do whatever he wants as far as punishing him from there. But I mean, if Eric Reed comes out and is like, ha, I. Gonna do what I want. Gotcha! Yeah. Gonna kneel! <laughs> right. I, I mean, it, it's really weird all the way around. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't even know how how I would proceed on any any given situation. I guess probably I would be a, a big old bitch like most of these NFL owners and just not even, a, not even have them in the situation. Be like, oh, we're just not interested in Eric Reed. See, here's what's weird about this whole thing, though. And, and your buddy Mo Ager wrote an article for The Athletic about this where he defended Mike Brown in Mike Brown asking this question. And he said, Mike Brown has a right to ask that question. He has a right to, to know what Eric Reed wants. And I agree. Eric, you know, Mike Brown does have that right to know. But at what point does this become you're trying to save face over you're trying to win football games? 
Because the Bengals have a need where they need a safety. Eric right. Reed isn't a shitty guy. Like, he's not a shitty player. No, he's it's not good like, enough to be a starter not, in this right. league on some team. It's not like Eric Reed was riding the bench and then got cut and then is trying to get back in the league. Right. This is a dude who was a, a Pro Bowl safety. The Bengals could 100% benefit from having him on the roster, on the field, and instead they're like, hmm... I don't know. I don't want to deal with all this other shit. Yeah. So I'll rather take some L's. Like, yeah. that's essentially what this comes down to. And that's why I think people get so pissed about it. And that's why Mike Brown is taking the heat that he's taking over this is because he is choosing winning a, a PR war over winning games on the field. Well, and I was listening to Mo driving Hot home. take. I, I was listening to Mo <laughs> dri- driving home the other day. He also said on his radio show, I don't know if this was in the article, I didn't read it. He said, you know... Also, there's the other side of it where everybody's saying, hey, you know, these guys are doing a really good thing and they're willing to risk their careers to, you know, do this thing. And we we should admire them for that and we should hold them up for that. But then when it actually happens that then their career is taken away from them. People also can't claim foul and say, oh, well, you know, what are you doing? I mean, you know, you're taking this guy's career away. Well, if that was the risk he was willing to take and then it actually happens, you can't have it both ways, right? You right. can't say, well, he, you, should, you should honor this guy because he's doing this. But then when it actually happens, say, oh, no, 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 but that's not fair. I right. mean, I, I totally agreed with Mo on that point. I, I, I'm really – I don't know – where I'm at with this whole thing. I don't know what... I, and I think if you're Eric Reed or any of these other guys that are in this situation... I mean, except for Cap, because Cap was like, you know what? F it. I'm just done. I'm willing to move on. Yeah. And he just straight up said, this is more... But I mean, if you're kind of in between, like it seems like Eric Reed is, where he really wants to you know, stand on his convictions, but also play in the league, I mean, I don't know what you do. And I don't even know at this point if you can repair it it's kind of seems like people have made up their mind one way or another yeah there's no going back like yeah. you can't and, no, I mean, you and, can't, and it you shows in this not kneel in this interview you've already kneeled like he came out before he came to the Bengals and said I, I won't do it like just sign me i won't do it and nobody's signing him so it's like eh, yeah. it's it's and over it's not, and it's clearly it's not based on skill like, right it's obvious if right this dude never kneeled once he would have he would have had a job weeks ago <sighs> It, I mean, like I right as soon as free agency started, right. he would have been, been signed been, by yeah. somebody. Agreed. It's so a, this is, it's a terrible situation. Like, I, like I said, I don't know how. I, I don't even know who's if anybody's at fault. It's just society. I blame society. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, <laughs> society, get your shit together. Let's switch gears. Let's talk a little hockey because there was an article that got posted to the Craft Brood blog earlier this week uh, by a guest blogger. Um, it was not JB, goddammit, that posted the article. No. As you this was our guest blogger. on Twitter. Yeah, I know. Uh, I totally thought it was him. And he it, tweeted it, and I yeah. didn't read the actual tweet. <laughs> but then I read the... But what's funny is, though, then I read the article and also didn't look at who authored <laughs> it. I just was like, oh, this is... Uh, JB tweeted this out. It wasn't until later, oh, that JB didn't actually write this. He was just... Yeah, he was sharing the sharing article. from the guest. And that makes me think that the guest blogger wants to remain anonymous, so we will just call him by who uh, how he penned the uh, the article, TTGD. Uh, he, he proposed something. So Stanley Cup playoffs are underway. The NHL players are, are ag- agreeably seen as some of the best playoffs in all of sports. No, there's no doubt. It's easily the best it playoffs. It is super of, entertaining. In all of professional there sports. There is a... It's, yeah, it is. It, I mean... People who don't like hockey are watching 
the yes. NHL playoffs. Like this is the, this is the time to tune in for hockey. Yeah, uh, and the playoffs just started last night. Uh, the the Penguins won seven nothing over the Flyers. Yeah, your boys three peat baby. Uh, Vegas beat the Kings one nothing. Showing up in the finals, baby. Uh, and then who was it? Winnipeg was the uh, the third yes. game last night. They won, mm-hmm. I believe, as well. They did. Uh, who I think is JB's pick. Our hockey expert picks Winnipeg to win it all. Yeah, even though he's a Penguins fan. Yeah, he understands. His heart is with Pittsburgh, but his head is with Winnipeg. He understands what uh, what's what's at stake for Pittsburgh. Uh, but anyways, the uh, the guest blogger posed an interesting question about how the Stanley Cup playoffs are amazing and they're so much fun, but they need to change. And it all comes down to the fact that the way the seeding works out and the way the NHL plays these uh, playoffs, they take the uh, instead of taking a true one to eight seed, one plays eight, two plays seven, all that good stuff. Uh, they mix. They kind of put things in a division, but it's not really in a division. And you get two and three. It, it's essentially the NHL manufacturing divisional rivalries, mm-hmm. which is the reason why we have a Penguins Blue Jackets rivalry right now. There wouldn't be a, a Penguins Blue Jackets rivalry if it wasn't for this. And this is also a big gripe why Washington doesn't necessarily make it past the second round because they end up playing Pittsburgh in the second round and they lose instead of them being uh, one of the top seeds and not having to face Pittsburgh until the uh, the conference finals. Well, and this is also something that they just started in 2014. Like they used to just do playoffs like everybody else with the regular seating and everything. And then they decided to switch it up to mix things up and kind of force these matchups. And it was like, why? And it's proven that you don't get the best matchups because now you potentially have a top seed who gets beaten by, you know, somebody who has much less points or whatever. For whatever reason, even though because they're a better team than the team that they should have been playing by right of having finished so high. Right, but if you think about it, I, I and where I kind of disagree Don't on give this, Bettman any credit? Where no, where I disagree with this is in you have so many first round games in a normal playoff scenario that are just boring to watch because you have just uh, it's outmatched, you're outclassed. Yeah, you get the you know it's a reward for finishing second or finishing you know third seed. You get a little bit of a reward, but it does kind of make it fun to have these more interesting matchups in the first round rather than a bunch of snoozer matchups, and then it starts to get fun later on. Like, let's face it, the you even said yourself the NHL is the most uh, exciting playoffs, right? It's right. the most watchable. It's the only one that does this. Yeah, it, but, I mean, if, but it was exciting before that, and I still think the the reason the NHL is exciting isn't because of this weird format that they decided they're going to go with. The reason is it's the only playoff uh, setup w- amongst the big four. Let's just limit it to where it actually feels like an eight versus one can happen, like an eight one, one upset could actually happen. Regardless of how they had it seated, if they have it just you know based off the normal format of the one playing the best, that's why it's the best. It's the best because it's it's much more unpredictable than the other sports. So in the other sports, it's... the best team almost always wins, especially in those first round matchups. It's almost a waste of time. But in hockey, it's because it feels like any of those teams can win. Like I would love to see the, the stats. Rounds. I would love to see the stats to see how many times an eight has beaten a one. Or there was some major upset like that prior to the NHL going to this. Well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to act format. like it's. It was a ton of times, but I'm guaranteeing you, it was more than the, more other, than the leagues. other leagues, and that's why I'm saying that's what makes it exciting. Is that it's 
it, there's more of a chance there that it could happen. It's much more likely that you're going to see an upset in hockey than you are in any other sport. And the other sports, it's pretty much chalk, like because of the formatting. Like it's rare that you have. I mean, in the NFL, you could say, well, it's there's upsets based on the fact that it's one game. But when you're talking right. about series, I guess right, if you're just right, looking right. at NBA. NBA is never going to happen. Like it, 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 the the first two rounds of the NBA playoffs are a, a wash. And in baseball, I mean, things can happen. You're saying NBA playoffs are a wash the first two rounds? Like it's chalk the first two rounds? Yeah. Aren't the Cavs a four seed this year? Okay. They'll still be in the finals. (laughs) I mean, okay. That's fine. That's cool. So you got got the Cavs. There's half years. You got the Cavs. <laughs> then there's then there's rules where you got like the Cavs upsetting you got the yeah. Cavs upsetting the one seed in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> it'll happen. No doubt. You know what I fucking mean? No, I know what you mean. If I these teams were to... seeded based off the the players on the team, we all know the Cavs would be one seed, and so the rest the seeding means nothing right now. In the <laughs> anyway, oh, shit. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Scott says that he thinks Edmonton had a run as an eight uh, one year. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure they did. Oh, there you go. Uh, Tyson said in 2012, the eight seed Kings won the Stanley Cup. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Like in in the NHL, it can happen. And that's what makes their playoffs so much more exciting is that you might as well ignore the seeding. And I know now you're going to say, well, if you should ignore the seeding, then why does it even matter here? Blah, blah, blah. But there should still be a reward (laughs) for the teams that finish up, you know, at the top being able to play the the teams that are considered the less seeds based off their ranking. I mean, I missed this one too. Tyson said last year the eight seed Predators swept the one seed Blackhawks in the first round. Didn't even realize the Preds were uh, were an eight seed last year. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Although that doesn't help though because the the seeding was based off this new format. So that's a that's good point. Kind of yeah, yeah, good point. Craftroot Sports, who's this? The players are scoring. It's definitely not boring. I'm drinking a beer. It's the most. Wonderful time of the year. Crawford Sports, who's oh. this? Hey guys. I didn't see you there. I was just, uh, I must have butt-dialed you while I was singing hockey carols. Oh, God damn it, JP. Crawford uh, Sports, we'll wait. <laughs> JP, how, how you doing, doing man? What's up, man? Oh, you know, the playoffs. Hey, so <laughs> I, I need to ask you, we're talking about uh, the guest bloggers article about the uh, changing up the, the seedings and, and the format. Are you in agreement with the NHL switching things up? Um, for the time being, I am. Yeah? Um, I mean, looking at, like I kind of mentioned it in the comments of that story. Um, I mean, just looking at like last season, a series like Columbus and Pittsburgh wouldn't have been all that interesting, but because they had to play each other a couple years in a row or two out of three years, now they really, really don't like each other, and it's developed into an actual rivalry, whereas if they were still using like the one-to-eight seed, like the regular traditional seeding, that wasn't going to happen, because Pittsburgh probably never would have run into Columbus because they probably wouldn't have made it there. So, um, and then even, uh, like this year, LA and, uh, Vegas is already turning into a rivalry because I mean, just watching what happened last night, those two teams already hate each other. It's because of that new NBC show or Fox LA to Vegas. (laughs) 
Dylan McDermott. Check that out. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Mike just got muted and for good cause. Anyway, continue with what you were saying, JB. <laughs> yeah, we should have just muted that. Anyway. Um, Tyson disagrees with you. He says Columbus-Pittsburgh would have developed anyway because of the geographical proximity of the two cities. No, how, how often do they play during the year? Um, well, I, well, they're in the same division, so probably between four and six. That's enough to develop a rivalry. But you're yeah, never going to meet in the playoffs? No. Four and six meaningless games during the year? Not a real but, rivalry. I mean, also, you got to realize shit. that in order to create a rivalry, the other team has to win sometimes, too. Well, that's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. That's a good point. That's a good point, JB. Uh, all right, man. Hey, question for you before we let you go. Uh, do you have any MMA or hockey game for us? MMA fighter or hockey player? Um, I didn't have anything ready, but... Son of a bitch, JB. Hey, uh, seriously, um, though, good work on the blog this week. You uh, killed it, man. JB put out his uh, why teams will not win the Stanley Cup. And Cup. it was all three teams that we picked. Yep, it was well done. <laughs> JB, I did want to ask, was that on purpose or did you not pay attention to our picks and you were just writing the three teams that you did? I told you guys, I called in like two weeks ago telling you, hey, here's what I'm doing. And I mentioned all four of those teams. Like I had it planned and then you guys picked three out of the four that I was writing about. (laughs) We don't listen. We're the worst. And well, I mean, even then, like it was kind of obvious. I picked three of the top seeds three division winners and then Pittsburgh because we all know Washington isn't going to win it. So that's, yeah. that's there was no reason funny. to write anything it's up on, on them. It's on you guys for picking chalk. It's not on me. Who's your, uh, who's your pick JB before we let you go? Um, I'm still I just wanted on. I know who your pick is, but I really, my head is telling me Boston, but I really, really don't want to see that happen. So I think I'm going to officially pick Winnipeg, Winnipeg, 10 to one odds, Winnipeg. To win the, uh, the Stanley right. Cup. Oh, yeah. hey! So speaking of that, is everybody getting in on this doling out drinks thing, or is it just people in the studio? Well, we hadn't really talked about that. I don't really know. I mean, we don't have a way I mean, to I know I... if you pay up on your shot. We have no way to tell. Uh, so it's well, true. That's I guess that's fair. But <laughs> but I mean, there's Facebook Live. But listen, we've got your <laughs> yeah, we've got your uh, your pick down. Winnipeg ten to one odds. I was gonna say we've got the Jets. So, so uh, if we decide to do that and open that up to the fans, you're you're locked in at Winnipeg ten to one. All right, fair well, enough. Well, as the Just official terrifying. hockey blogger of uh, CBS, <laughs> I feel like that's the least we can do is, is let you let you make your pick and get in on the bets. So fair enough, you're locked in. JB, thanks for calling, bud. Hey, have a good night, boys. All right, we'll thanks, see man. Ya. All right, so just to recap our picks, uh, Joe went with Vegas, 6-1 to odds. So if Joe wins, he gets to, if Vegas wins, Joe gets to hand out six shots. I went with Tampa Bay, 5-1 to odds. And Scott went with Pittsburgh for the three-peat, 8-1 to odds. I'm feeling good. They Are scored you? seven Are goals you? last night. Yeah. I don't care. It's still a three-peat, bro. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's talk some NBA playoffs before we, uh, we close out here. Uh, so... First off, before we get into the playoffs, Russell Westbrook got his uh, his big stat last night. Two seasons in a row, averaging a triple-double. First player in NBA history to Just average crazy. a triple-double in multiple seasons. No player has ever done that before. And we were talking about this off-air and, and in our group chat. Uh, Joe mentioned how 
there's just been no fanfare around this. Nobody was talking about it leading up to it. Why is that the case? Why was this not mind-boggling that somebody was close to averaging a triple-double for two years for the first time in NBA history? I think it's a little bit of, well, we mentioned it too, that there's the Heisman effect where, you know, these Heisman winners, when they come back, a lot of them end up graduating. But if they happen to win it and they're back at school the following year, no matter what, they don't win it the next year. You don't year live up your own height. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to reproduce what you did. And even if you surpass it, somebody else is going to be seen as having done better because it's just, oh, that person won it last year. And unless you just astronomically blow away, like even if you just do better than, eh, people are going to be like, oh, well, you set the standard and it wasn't even that much better than your standard. So see you later. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what it comes down to. It's got to be mean, the fact that with, you're just not living up to your own hype and it's impossible to live up to your own right. hype. Right. Well, and I mean, with, with Russell Westbrook, after seeing him average a triple-double, then you come into this season and you're expecting, all right, I mean, he's going to get a triple-double tonight, right? I mean, that's what he did last year. So when he does it, I mean, you're kind of It's just like, not a big deal. Yeah, it's just he, like, you're yeah, expecting okay. it. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't he get a triple-double? That's what he did last year. <laughs> It's just Russ being Russ. Yeah, so I mean, it becomes the norm. I mean, it's kind of like with, it's like any like long-standing excellence. I mean, just like with Jordan. I mean, Jordan could have been the MVP every year, right? LeBron should be the MVP every year, right? But when you come in and expect it, and then somebody else does something like, oh, look, they've never done that before, and hey, that's special. But 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 LeBron has is having like his best season ever, and he probably won't win MVP. Because James Harden hasn't won an MVP. But see, that's before. what's so that's what, you you bring up the MVP. I think the MVP is so weird because it oh it yeah should absolutely go to the way they should gauge an MVP is take a guy off a team. How would that team do? Right. And LeBron is the MVP every single season, every single year There's, since he's come into the league. Yes, he, and he <laughs> showed that when he left Cleveland and yeah. then went to the and toilet. They completely fell apart. And then all of a sudden he came back and they were like, oh yeah. They're, but yet he doesn't the team win it every year. And that's, I mean, that's the same thing Westbrook's looking at. It's like, oh, well, he should do that. So, I mean, you know, do something else that's impressive. <laughs> Show me some. What else you got, yeah. Westbrook? <laughs> Crawford Sports, who's this? Nobody cares about the NBA. Hockey playoffs are on. <laughs> also, I mean, should we make our NBA picks? I mean, I mean, I feel like we have to. Haven't we, we, gotta we, get haven't we already in. done that, though? We've done it. We've we've definitely already Warriors. done it. But we want to get it on record here. So yep, Scott is going with the Warriors. Hang on. Let's get the odds here. Okay. Because we need to figure this out. Fair enough. Because the odds for the NBA playoffs is the first time that they're weird odds. The Warriors are 5-4 to four odds. The fuck? <laughs> yeah. So you need to bet four shots in order to win five shots to hand out. How many shots are you willing to bet on the Warriors? So you're going to go straight odds. Okay. All right. That means if the Warriors don't win, it's four shots you owe us. Okay. In a show. Are you going to be okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I ain't worried about them losing. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about hypotheticals? Okay, cool. All right. All right. Uh, Joe, I, I think I know your pick, but let's get it on record here. Who is your pick to win the NBA Finals? Houston. Houston Rockets, they are nine to five odds. To meaning, win the, meaning he has to bet five shots in order to win nine. 
Okay. So what is your bet, Joe? How you're yes, betting all yes, five? Yes, just, yes, all right, yes, cool. Yes. So when the Warriors lose, he's taking five shots on the show. All right, go ahead. Or when the the Warriors, when the Rockets lose, rather, he's taking five shots. Okay. And uh, who are you taking shots for? Um, I am going to uh, play a safe bet here, a bet that I will likely lose. I will admit this right now. I'm probably going to lose this, and uh, these yes. fans are going to be pissed. Uh, but they are 7-1 to one odds. Cleveland Cavs to win the championship, and here's why. You're going to take it because you only have to lose one shot? Yep, that's, that's, it. that's part of it. No, no, no. Here's, uh, I wasn't going to until the meme was circulated today in the group uh, that, that showed. Oh, the, uh, the Tristan Thompson thing. Tristan Thompson treats, uh, cheats on his baby mama. Uh, Alabama wins the national title and LeBron wins the title and LeBron wins. The well, title. but I didn't understand the only part of that uh, that was like, wait, what? I, was, I didn't know that Tristan Thompson had another baby. Mama. I know that's what I was like. I was like wait, huh? this happened before. That's news. But to he me. cheated on his other baby mama with Khloe Kardashian. So Khloe really should have seen this coming. I mean, which kind of seals our motherfucker of the week? Does it? Yeah. Oh, it's the guy who didn't do you know. Who did something? Why are you getting into it? We're not getting into that yet. (laughs) Let's talk NBA playoffs for just another minute here because I want to know. You have been from the start Cavs, Warriors, Warriors, and Six. Mm -hmm. Joe has backed the Rockets. And he is our NBA expert. He he has actually watched NBA games this year. True, uh, true. Joe, let me ask you: Are there any other storylines that we should be watching during the playoffs besides waiting for Warriors Cavs in the finals? Well, one of the biggest matchups, yes, that is happening is going to be the five four in the East with Philly and Miami. Um, both young teams, both going at it, um, but. Um, there is a lot of speculation going on in the West. Uh, Zach Lowe had his podcast come out yesterday morning, and uh, let's just take a little listen, shall Uh-oh. we? Uh oh. Much this year in the West. Because would, would you rather have Golden State in two, or would you rather have Houston? I'll tell you this: I, I don't want to. It's good audio quality. The, the fear. I, I was talking with several coaches and execs from. In every from teams in the West morass from three to eight nine, the fear factor for the Warriors without Curry does not exist. I mean, there are people who will say I'd rather play the Warriors right now in the first round than the Thunder or or the you know the Jazz. Wow! Maybe right now, right now in this state in which they are seven and ten in their last seventeen games and Curry's hurt and they just lost by a thousand points last night. I mean, these are G chats and checks and texts that are happening last night during the Jazz complete destruction of a, a team that clearly doesn't care very much. Uh, I, that So that was Zach Lowe saying that because <laughs> of all the Warriors injuries with Steph going to miss the first round and Kevin Durant ailing and all of them playing so many games, a lot of all the executives in the NBA think the Warriors – Probably will not make it out of the first round. Okay, cool. Out of the first round? Okay, cool. I I want to tell you why that's bullshit. Because they mentioned it. These guys don't care. They know they've wrapped things up. They don't need to. It's the same thing with LeBron that we always talk about. He doesn't need the one seed. He doesn't need to play hard. He knows all that matters is getting to the playoffs. Then you flip the switch and you go. I don't care what Rob Lowe or Zach Lowe or or any other Lowe (laughs) has to say about what's going to happen in the first round. You know what? If the Warriors go out in the first round, I'll take 10 shots on the show. 
Mike's writing that down. Ten uh, shots. Ten shots, one show. All right. right. Okay, cool. That's how confident I am that that won't happen. I think you're on to something there because there is something to be said about uh, these guys know how good they are. And the they, execs, of course, are going to say that. Everybody wants to see the Warriors lose, so they'll look at, they'll find any little thing that they can to say, oh, they're vulnerable. That's, that's just, well, it's, it's, how I, much I want to play the Warriors. How There's much of that a damn GM that you'd get on record saying, yeah, I want my team to face the Warriors in the first round. Fuck how much of here. that, how much of that do you think, too, is, uh, is them building up hype for a series that normally we'd look at and go, Man, this is boring. Because who do the Warriors have in the first They're round? playing the Spurs, but who cares? Without even, without even, Kawhi Leonard. Even with Kawhi Leonard. Don't care. But they're without Kawhi Leonard. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be... Fun. It's fun if Kawhi Leonard's there because you're like... Yeah, yeah, yeah this could But if Kawhi six. Leonard had been there, he did, they, they would have never been matched up. Like, the reason the, the Spurs are the 8th yeah. seed is because Kawhi Leonard didn't play all season. Even if he had showed up, he wasn't going to be necessarily 100%. Even if Kawhi sh- walked through that door tomorrow. Warriors are still going to win this in five. I'll give the Spurs a game, and they but in the, so the, the, those four <laughs> that they in the four that the Warriors win, it won't even be close. Uh, Scott Scott deal. chimed in and said, "I like the NBA, but if you're watching the NBA playoffs over the NHL playoffs, you're doing it wrong." That's um, true. I mean, he makes a good point, Joe. I know that's until you know, that's, the until the the, the the conference finals. I mean, then that's that's when you're like, hey, NBA playoffs are happening, conference final matchups. All right, but we got here. <laughs> Before that, <laughs> I like how mad Scott is when he has to work early in the morning. He's just so surly. <laughs> There's nothing to do with it. Uh, it's, conference it's, final. It's it's, it's Rob Lowe trying to talk shit. That's what I got a problem with. Joe, how do you feel about uh, the Warriors potentially losing in the first round? Do you think there's any truth to the uh, the Rob Lowe podcast <laughs> that <laughs> that the Warriors lose in the first round? It's Zach Lowe. He's the ESPN main ESPN. <laughs> yeah, that's what we said. NBA Rob Lowe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, but number two, I do not think they are going to lose to the Spurs. But the the idea that the playoff fatigue, how many extra games all these guys are playing, whether they are yeah, hungry or Le- not. And LeBron has played so possible. many games. <laughs> LeBron has been nonstop since he came in the league, and it's eventually going to catch up with them in the Olympics and blah, blah, blah. We've heard this narrative. Do you care, do you care to bet any shots on the Warriors making out of the first round? Oh, first round, no. <laughs> yeah, he Fair knows. Enough. Fair enough. He knows. <laughs> Rob Lowe's got his facts fucked up. He needs to re re-examine who he's interviewing for these this podcast. <laughs> but that audio quality though. That it was, was some this. good audio quality. Audio quality Man, was better than fantastic. His, better than his hot take. <laughs> Fucking Rob Lowe. We need to tweet at Rob Lowe for the show. Oh, shit. Just, just nonstop. Hey, Rob Lowe, what a terrible take. Just like everybody picks does. for shit, Rob whenever, Lowe. When everybody tags yeah. the wrong person on Twitter, we're yeah. just going to tweet at Rob that, Lowe. Yeah. Just be like, what? And real Steven Adams. Also in the same tweets. <laughs> All right, so our picks for the NBA Finals. Uh, Scott's going with the Warriors uh, with a side bet of 10 shots if the Warriors lose in the first round. <laughs> Oh, man, really uh, nervous about that one. So you know, if they do lose in the first round, you will also have to take a beast ice 
Oh, that's right! Oh my god! Yeah, because Joe and I made a little side bet off the show. um, If the the Warriors beat the Rockets, basically if the Warriors, whoever makes it to the the finals... Okay, good. I'm glad you clarified that because I thought the bet was the Warriors versus the Rockets in the finals... Whoever wins, so I didn't know what would happen if one didn't make it. If one didn't make it, do, well, it's does Vegas take it off the board? Oh, what happens? Well, here? no, no. I mean, if assume, let's say they both lost in the first round. <laughs> no, that's well, that would be a push. They, but if push. the Warriors lose in the first round and the Rockets, oh, and then then they make it to the do finals. You lose? Yeah, I lose. <sighs> I like this. Yeah, right. I want to see ten shots and a beast ice through the beer bong. On top of the show beers? On top of the shot that cool. you... On top of the four you can, shots you that you call, bet. You can call and explain to my wife why I won't be home for two days. Yeah, fair enough. Because uh, <laughs> you also have four shots bet on the Warriors <laughs> winning it all. So that's a total of 14 shots and a beast ice through a beer bong uh, if the Warriors are out in the first round. First of all, that sounds amazing. I'm fine. Second of all, we would have to spread those out. There's no way. <laughs> I would die. You know how you couldn't swim across the Ohio River? I'd be dead <laughs> if I took 14 shots within an hour and a half. Just throwing it out there. And did a beer bong of a beast ice. Yeah. Uh, not going to happen. <laughs> but, you know... All right, let's get into Consumer Canon. <laughs> Consumer Canon brought to you by Tavor. Make sure you guys check them out. They supply uh, most of the beers for the show here, especially this beer tonight, which is Stout at the Devil by Straight to Ale from Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, Joe, you got a little taste of this. We'll start with you, man. Are you going to consume or can Stout at the Devil? Meh, yeah. Oh, that was can. a ring endorsement. Can in it. All right. Why? Can. Hang on. Be, uh, we so, need to. I know you like to just drop in and be like, just, here's a word, and then you stop talking. Why are you canning this beer? Too much coffee for me. I don't like coffee. Okay. Mike, what do you got? Even with curdled Baileys floating in this beer. Consume. Right. right it was cool. damn good. Uh, I didn't get a lot of caramel flavor, though. Really? It was all coffee for me. Well, that's weird. But I had plenty of caramel flavor. Maybe that's what Hang you're missing. Hang on. In you, you fairness. Say, you, you don't taste the caramel, but or you don't taste the caramel, but the caramel. Was the caramel there for you? I fucking hate you so much. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> so you could <laughs> taste the caramel. Gotcha. Continue. And there was no uh, caramel flavor in this. It was all coffee. Uh, but I think that has a lot to do with the fact that there was floating Bailey curdled pieces in my beer. I think that kind of masked some of the other flavors. But the coffee flavor was strong, and uh, it was it was a super good beer. Um, it was one that I could have more than one of and still feel all right, uh, even after a car bomb. Uh, so it is definitely a beer I would consume. 100% consumed. And unlike you, I do actually taste uh, the caramel. In fact... The caramel? Yeah, shut up. Uh, ironically enough, I didn't taste it all that much at the beginning. I said you could kind of taste it. It was really faint. Actually, as time went on, I started to taste it a little bit more. And so that's a rare thing where something that, that was is kind of strange the, yeah that was very secondary subtle flavor to, to come through yeah it was real subtle off the bat and the more we had as the show went on the more i'm like you know what i i i taste it and it shone through more so i regardless even if it never came to that 
is it's a solid consume for me. I love this. So as an oatmeal stout, though, there's no oatmeal flavor. Like no. there's nothing, right? No. It's, In fact, it's just straight. It, it just straight like tastes it's like a, a caramel. It coffee. should be a coffee stout. Like yeah. it, I feel like this is totally misleading because it should be a coffee stout. And it goes back to what we we're talking about at the beginning of the show. The packaging on this is all wrong. Completely <laughs> just out there. <laughs> it's it's totally wrong. Yeah. Um. But yeah, double consume and Joe. Yeah, and Joe. <laughs> In fairness, Joe doesn't like uh, stouts and porters. He doesn't he's more like of a, beer that's well, not he's IPA. He's more of an IPA fan, yeah, so guy. he... Uh, he keeps he, us balanced. We like good beer, he likes IPAs. We have a shitload of stouts and porters underneath that bar to get him on our side. It's gonna happen. Yeah, eventually he's gonna be like, porters and stouts aren't bad. I'm guessing it'll be around the time he realizes, I should have never bet against the Warriors. <laughs> This has been Consumer or Can It, brought to you as always by Tavor. Uh, Joe, let's get an update on our Motherfucker of the Week poll. So just to remind you guys, uh, the choices. I, I I just voted now. I'm going to vote. Hold All on. Right. But before before you... I don't uh, think it's going to matter, but stop. anyways. No, that's uh, fine. Stall. <laughs> Stall for a second, so, man. I need so to your, vote. Your choices this week are Tristan Thompson for cheating on Khloe Kardashian while she is about to pop out a baby, uh, getting his dick rubbed at a hookah bar and making out with two girls on camera that TMZ released uh, and being just a general dirtball, or uh, Isaac Haas from Purdue who is uh, the big, tall, white dude that had the weird arm brace that Purdue was trying to get uh, uh, approved by the NCAA. He apparently had uh, had intercourse with a woman at Purdue and infected her with chlamydia and herpes, knowing that he had chlamydia the and herpes. The herpes clap. Come uh, on, man. Now, okay, hang on. Herpes, I feel like almost all adults have herpes. Like, that's not even a big deal. <laughs> Joe, you got herpes? <laughs> No, you got herpes? Nope, no herpes here. Look up the stats. Look uh, up no, the no, stats. No, no, I know, I know the stats, but I mean... 75% Mike, of people... You, no, you got herpes? I don't have genital herpes. I get cold sores. Does that count? That's technically herpes. Uh, I don't think that's the herpes <laughs> they're talking about, bro. But okay, good good talk. But uh, never I mean, sharing anything <laughs> ever this, again. This, I know, this show took a weird turn. All I'm saying I is... I think that's going to be in the description. Mike reveals he's got herpes. <laughs> Wife... Maybe not. <laughs> uh, Jesus. <laughs> but chlamydia is treatable, so he did. He oh, I mean, so he's a stand-up guy. He, in, he gave her a treatable so disease he, and one that maybe a lot of people have. He so infected her. Right. He infected her with the clap. Then you can get a, you know, whatever for what's, I don't even know. Joe, what's the clap amongst friends, right? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Anyways, I voted for him. I voted for the producer yeah. because that's fucking terrible. Yeah, he's, he's a terrible a human, being. human being, horrible person. And I just voted that. for him too. I mean, Tristan Thompson was definitely the runaway winner before old hurt lip and <laughs> clap dick showed up. But Jesus, man! If, especially if you know, it's one thing if you're like, Damn if you it, don't look, know and you're like, no oh idea. my god, I never I'm been sorry. tested. I mean, yeah, this dude allegedly knew and was still out here dirty fucking. Fuck you. The text messages? He's like, I should have worn a condom. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I should have. I, I thought I was clear. And even if I was, I should have still worn one. I'm sorry. It's like, dude. Totally, that's my vote. All right. Uh, Joe, hit us with the results of this one. And 75% of the audience you, agree that it is Mr. Isaac. Yeah. Isaac Haas, the, the dirty fucker. Yeah. 
Which so makes Tristan gross. Thompson look like a winner. Like, hey, <laughs> I cheated on my pregnant girlfriend just before she had the baby. And hey, I won the motherfucker of the week. I mean, I guess that validates what I did this week, huh? No, Tristan, you are still a motherfucker. It's just that... Haas is a bigger motherfucker than you. How amazing would it be if Tristan Thompson tweeted out our poll and was like, (laughs) See? I'm alright. Only 25% think I'm an asshole. Not so bad. Did he... Does anybody know, did he like tweet out any pictures of of the baby or anything? he's quiet. He's done nothing as far as I know. Because he was there. I did see that that article that he was there for the birth. He hasn't done shit as far as I know. Like that, that would be... Before, during, or after. He should just be retweeting articles about Isaac Haas being sued. Just yeah. constant retweet. I mean, of I know that. I'm bad, but look at this motherfucker right here. <laughs> I bet he's a bigger motherfucker of the week. In fact, I have a poll, a scientific, a scientific poll that shows he is indeed a bigger motherfucker. Let's than tag this both week. of them and see if Tristan Thompson retweets it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this has been Craftford Sports. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so uh, much for sharing. Yes, it was a it was a pleasure, Yanni. Um, thank you for the punishment. It was disgusting. How many punishments and, do we got left? What are we down to? I don't know. I know I still got to punish my pops. My pops still has to punish me. You still have to punish me. Lou the dog is supposed to come in and do Some his point, punishment. Yeah. Um, M. Freaky is still out there. MIA. Okay, um, so we got what, four? Is that at least four, four that okay. I know of. Oh, Drew's punishment is getting oh, dialed in. Oh, we're trying in. to uh, nail down. This. Yeah, if you guys want to see me take a, a soccer ball to the butt from an FC Cincinnati player, go tweet about it. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> Mike whatever. taking things to the butt because he's got herpes and apparently everybody does. So, <laughs> you know. And he just said, punish me three times. So. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this guys, has I think been we, I think we had a recording sports. error. Uh, this video is getting deleted. He's going to edit that out of post. The, the, the audio won't make it. I don't know what happened. Something terrible happened. Yeah, we love you. We love uh, you. As always, you guys can find us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Craft Sports. You can follow me at Mike Burlon. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. You can follow our producer, Joe, at Joe Goalie 4. Uh, hit up the drunk line whenever you want. 440-37-DRUNK. I know you guys are pissed that we're doing shorter shows, uh, but... Too bad. Hit up the drunk line. Hit earlier. up the drunk line, and we'll we'll maybe we'll do a Minnesota on your call. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in for sharing the show. Cheers, everybody. Fuck you, Reuben Foster. <laughs> <laughs>